Hello and welcome to SME TV. I'm your host, Angela Vithoulkas, bringing you the latest in news and views for the SME community. Who knew that excessive force of a fruit onto a piece of bread would become the epitome of social definition and class distinction? Well, I'm referring to smashed avocados and our next guest. To join our SME TV community, just subscribe to our YouTube channel and we encourage you to comment and share our episodes. That's where we need your support. SME TV levels the playing field when it comes to giving you and your business a voice. I promise you'll get heard. Joining us today is the man whose superpower it is to pull apart the powerful forces of social and cultural change. Bernard Salt, Managing Director of the Demographics Group. Welcome, Bernard. Hi, Angela. All the way from sunny Victoria. Sunny Victoria and lockdown, yes, streaming live at the, uh, at the moment, um, but still upbeat, still confident about the future. We're getting, look, the report that we're going to be um, discussing a little bit, besides the fact that I'm still shocked by the optimism in it, in it and grateful, my big question though to start with is I want to know, uh, given the work that you do as an analyst and, and the demographic side of it, has COVID just sent you into a realm of anarchy and chaos? Because you, you kind of knew or supposed to know where it was all going and then suddenly we delivered you a global pandemic. Well, in, in many respects, um, if your interest is in demographics, then something like a pandemic with, um, with the number of cases and survival rates and so forth becomes very, very interesting. And then when you apply that to an economy, seeing which businesses thrive, which ones struggle, uh, which segments, which communities uh, respond well to this. Uh, it's all just made for um, people who have a, a, a data uh, lens on the uh, on the economy. And so, yes, I have been very busy over the last six months uh, evaluating and measuring and monitoring and, of course, writing reports, trying to identify, as I have in this report for zero, the green shoots, the hotspots, the skills in demand. It's not all bad news. I know that the majority is bad news, but there is a segment of small business and uh, employees that are actually doing very, very well at the moment. And if we can focus on that and cultivate that, that may well be a pathway forward. So will, will everything now be defined as BC, DC and PC before COVID, during COVID, post-COVID? I, I most certainly do think that that is the case. Um, if you think about people who um, experienced the Great Depression, uh, they talked about that, that experience for, for the rest of their lives. It might have been seven decades later and they'll still make reference to that experience. Now, fortunately, I don't think we're going to have 30 plus percent unemployment with the, uh, with the pandemic, but it is going to be significant and we will be talking about this, Australians will be talking about this for decades into the future. Because of the, do you think that will happen because of the impact to the economy itself in terms of, of how much more debt there will be that governments, successive governments will be able to constantly refer to, well, we've, we've got that debt from COVID, we've got that debt from COVID? Well, yes, I, I do think that um, it, you know debt is part of the story um, and the generations that must uh, repay that. Uh, but I think there is also going to be a series of um, a social change that is uh, coming out of this. In many respects, you could say that the coming of the coronavirus really signals the end of the baby boomasaurus in the workplace and next generations coming through, particularly the millennials, uh, moving into their late 30s and even early 40s. Uh, in the uh, in the 2020s, it really does signal a generational change, perhaps also a hastening 
of the transitioning of uh, businesses towards the digital world. There's a whole range of changes that I think have been accelerated by the uh, coming of the coronavirus. It really is a different world um, uh, after coronavirus as compared with pre-coronavirus. You make you allude to that in the report, and we've we've touched on it slightly, but it's a report that you've prepared for Zero called Real, Rebuilding Australia, The Role of Small Business. And that's what intrigued me immediately was because someone, and in this case Zero, has actually carved out a space that small business occupies and says, we are going to have a genuine role in rebuilding Australia. It's, it's interesting, Bernie, because usually small businesses only trotted out at election time, backbone of the country, engine room of the economy, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact is that in order for Australia to come through this, we really are going to rely on small business recovering quickly or being part of that, aren't we? Very much so. And in fact, um, one of the um, key elements of the report was where I uh, forensically measured the, um, the job growth and loss by occupation between February and May. Uh, so the first three months of the uh, of the downturn. And of course, the, the traditional interpretation of that is to say, well, you know, we lost um, 106,000 waiters lost their job, 44,000 baristas lost their job, 94,000 shop assistants lost, lost their job. And it, it is a tragedy, of course, uh, and hopefully we can recover from that. But at the other end of that data ranking is a list of jobs and businesses, small businesses, that have absolutely boomed. The job that increased the most between February and May uh, of 2020 was the job of multimedia manager and web page designer. That, that was 217% increase in that work. Yes, it was 11,000 more jobs created in three months. Clearly the geeks are hot uh, during the pandemic time. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. If you're a small business and you have been closed down, like a cafe or a shop or something like that, the very first thing that you do is that you pivot, you adapt, you respond to the circumstances and you say, I need someone to get my business online. And it says two things, that small business is um, responsive. They adapt to the circumstances. And it also means that there is another business opportunity in technology, in shifting businesses uh, online, in fact, the other growth areas that were identified by the report, as well as multimedia managers and geeks, are people involved in logistics, transportation, distribution, warehousing. Um, so uh, people learned how to shop online, so fulfillment centres. There was a surge in agribusiness employment. And I'm not putting that so much down to the, uh, the coming of the coronavirus as much as the summer rains, January and February, the, drought A lot of busting, the country coming out of drought. Drought busting rains actually uh, had, has had an extraordinary impact in regional Australia. And regional Australia was only lightly touched by the coronavirus. So you've had this, this double piston growth uh, applying to the, uh, to the regions, the rains, the confidence, the, the lack of the coronavirus. Plus, I think there's going to be an outpouring of people from the cities uh, in search of the safety, the security and the serenity, perhaps. Es escaping. Um, one, of, one of, before I pull apart some of the other parts of the report, the other interesting factor, if you, if you don't mind explaining it to me, and I think we have um, saw that in some of the unemployment figures today, though, that came out, 58% rise in chief executives and managing directors, but 
these are the self-employed people suddenly becoming employed or creating a job for themselves? Yes, this is very much a, um, a, a trend coming out of the first three or four months of the, uh, of, of the lockdown, that we've had this surge in the number of people describing their job as chief executive officer, about a 50% increase in the first three months or so. And I suppose if you are retrenched or stood down or lose your job in middle management or senior management in the corporate world, the first thing you do is uh, say, well, I'm going to set up shop as an independent contractor, a consultant, uh, and um, start an online business. And finally, um, gonna, see their dream their dream come they, true of a sea change. They, take yes, advantage of because some of them had faced redundancy or restructuring, they would have got a little bit of a payout as well in an opportune time. Exactly, and set up uh, set up a business, and they are called a CEO. So one of the uh, one of the growth areas is um, is this is the point about small business. It's the it's the broad, flat base of the pyramid that is actually expanding. Uh, during this time, and um, more uh, one-person businesses uh, are actually forming as a uh, as a consequence of the pandemic. So, one of the most profound things that I found in the report, and I'm I'm quoting directly now: optimism outguns pessimism in the small business world, even during the most severe business downturn of more than 70 years. And it continues: the most telling data points, gut feel is that gut feel isn't a science, it is an algorithm, it's an emotion, it belongs with that other essential ingredient in building the entrepreneurial DNA, and that is optimism. It is irrepressible optimism bubbling upwards from the small business base of the economy. It's central to why the Australian economy will come through this crisis better than most. See, people forget how intricate small business is to the economy in general, there's a, going to be a bit of a rude wake-up call for some of the politicians who have been brushing us aside for a few generations. But I was so interested to read, in, coming from a small business background myself, and, and I was in hospitality for 30 years, so when I saw the data on, on baristas and kitchen hands, etc., my heart broke into a thousand pieces. But it really is the fact that we, we just get up, don't we? We just dust ourselves off. And we just look ahead and we go, right, we've, we've got to keep going. We can't just sit down and die. Well, I think that is, that is the, the, the central DNA to small business, to an entrepreneur. And that was picked up by the, uh, the report. We surveyed, yeah. a, we surveyed 1,000 people in June and asked them about their expectations of the next six months. 50% of these small business people said, yes, I'm very confident about the next six months. 25% said that they were quite concerned or pessimistic about the next six months. And that shows that in the middle of a pandemic, optimists outgun pessimists two to one in the uh, in the entrepreneurial space. But again, if you're going to start a business, you have to be confident. You have to have faith in the future. You have to have faith in your skill set and That's in right. your ability to create something going forward. And that, if you don't have that, then you shouldn't be in small business. But if you do have it, then small business is the place for you. Well, clearly we've got one advantage here in Australia. Um, we are running out of time, but I do want to get to one of my favourite parts of the report that we spoke about um, off air is the egg yolk, the <laughs> egg yolk what we, graphic. But uh, I'm going to let you explain it, how that you, you present us with two eggs, one <laughs> exactly. pre-COVID, one, one post or during COVID and, and how that's going to change the way the CBD looks and, yes. and places of work. Yes, my, uh, my uh, fried egg graphic has uh, accumulated fans around Australia, apparently. Right. Uh, prior to the coming of the coronavirus, Australian cities, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth in particular, looked like a fried egg. 
So you had a rich, creamy yolk of um, CBD and inner suburb type jobs, sort of the, the cool jobs, the, the highly paid jobs. And then you had the flat white, egg white, going out in every direction. And when you think about it, that fried egg model of city management kind of works when you've got a city of two or three million people. But if you've got a city of five, six, seven and eight million people, the fried egg model doesn't work. You can't get the workers from the edge into the yolk every day unless you spend a mozza on infrastructure. A better way to do it is to have everyone live, work, play, recreate, go to university, go to hospital, do all their shopping in the local area. Planners have been banging on about this for 20 years. It started with the Paris strategic plan 20 years ago when they talked about a 20 minute city. Well, I think that the coming of the coronavirus is gonna flip us from the fried egg model to this more scrambled model where you containerize the metropolitan area. You live, work, play, recreate, go to university, all within say the Northern beaches part of Sydney or all within the morning to peninsula part of Melbourne. And so it reduces carbon emissions and people work from home or they work near home. It takes some of those support jobs and puts them, seeds them in strategic locations around the metropolitan area. It's simply a better mousetrap. So my question to you though is, what happens with what's already there? In what the kind CBD. of a shock will that? Well, you know, the, the thing with the fried egg model is that the yolk becomes richer and creamier and uh, more inward looking, I suppose. What will happen here is that the yolk will lose some of its richness uh, and that will actually seed out into other parts of the metropolitan area. And we can't first... pick up buildings. We can't pick up the no. buildings though in the city and move them. No, no, we can't. Um, and those those buildings will need to be um, uh, find other uses. Maybe uh, maybe issues around social housing would be uh, would be a good uh, a good use. But a good sign that this is happening that some of that inner city suburban inner suburban chic culture is moving to the middle suburbs is if you start to see um, hipster cafes surface in uh, middle suburbia, then you'll know that the move is on and that cultural concentration in that egg yolk is now being spread more evenly across the metropolitan area. So we'll just keep our eye on the bearded baristas and see where they go. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's uh, tracking, tracking smashed avocado as they move out from the inner city to the middle and outer suburbs. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my, um, my hospitality nose uh, available for that one. Thank you so much for joining us today. For everyone out there watching us in YouTube land, if you haven't subscribed, please press the button. To the Piedmont Studio, thank you so much for making us look and sound good. To the SMEA Association, without you, this wouldn't be possible. If you have any other tips, tricks, questions or stories, you can send them directly to me, news at smea.org.au. And of course, we're across all the socials and we'll include the reports and the links in the content below. Thank you so much for joining us, Bernard. My pleasure.